I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss, and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one plugin. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive Membership Yearly Plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons all in one place. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for your 24% off coupon. But then at the end of the video, the person who created that video might say, now go check out my website and go look at my articles and go look at my courses that I have so that you can continue to learn guitar. You see where there's a disconnect there? Because now you've created the blog post, you've included their video on it, and now you're telling those people to go somewhere else. Well, that's what point number 10, uh, SEO tip number 10 is going to help us to, uh, to get around that. And that is, regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. And here we are, episode eight. How are you this week? How are things going? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Just uh, it's kind of late tonight. Um, family's already gone to bed and I wanted to go ahead and just knock out this this part two of this great episode, uh, 10 easy SEO tips for bloggers, as we mentioned, part two. If you haven't already, please, please be sure to go check out Episode seven, where we talked about uh, the first five SEO tips, uh, part one. So just to do a quick recap of what the first five tips are before we go into tips six through 10 in this episode, tip number one, proper keyword research. You need to make sure that you have the best keyword research because if you don't, there are keywords out there that your website will probably never rank for. And there's no point in really wasting time trying to rank for these types of keywords, but you can get around that by uh, having the proper keyword research. Tip number two would be including your targeted keyword in the title of your blog post. 
pretty simple, just making sure that the relevance is there. If you put the search phrase that people are actually looking for in the keyword title, I'm sorry, in the title of the article, you have a much better chance at getting your articles clicked on. Tip number three is to now include that targeted keyword in the meta description. As we mentioned in the previous episode, this one is a little bit of a controversial one because there's some people who say to do it, some people who say not to do it. You know what our views are on it. If you want a fuller explanation, just be sure to go check out the previous episode. Tip number four, include the keyword in the first 100 words of your article and then naturally throughout the rest of the article. This is huge. You want to be able to give Google some context as to what your article is about. And you can do that easily by making sure that not only including the keyword in your first 100 words, but then also using uh, the keyword itself in the article, but only doing it naturally. Again, we get into much more depth in the previous episode. If you want to make sure, don't miss that. And then five, ask for different types of engagements and comments. Uh, comments aren't necessarily great for every article, but for the ones that it does fit for, definitely ask for them. It helps keep your uh, articles relevant. It helps keep your engagement, it helps build community. Plus it helps show Google that people are liking and interacting with your content. So that is the first five easy SEO tips for bloggers. And that was part one. Now let's dive into part two. But before we jump into that, remember that what we're going over here what we're going over step by step is taken directly from the course videos in Blog Builder Pro, where I have a downloadable cheat sheet that you can literally just print out, put it right next to your computer to make it easy so that you do not miss out on these easy SEO tips to include in every one of your articles. So if you do wanna go check out the full course of Blog Builder Pro, go check out blogbuilderpro.net. That's blogbuilderpro.net. Net. And just because you are a beautiful and, and loving <laughs> listener of the podcast, if you use promo code podcast, you're going to get a 10% discount, you know, and that's pretty, pretty awesome. So be sure to go check it out, blogbuilderpro.net, use promo code podcast for a 10% discount. So let's go ahead and dive into SEO tips six through 10. Now, uh, SEO tip number six is probably one of my favorite ones because it does require a little bit of thinking, okay? And this one is to use short URLs, all right? So just to be clear, a URL is just a little, the web address that you're typing in to your web browser, whether it's Chrome, Internet Explorer, or whatever you happen to be using, uh, it's whatever you type in there. So we were talking about Blog Builder Pro earlier, blogbuilderpro.net would be the URL. But with your blog posts, you're going to have blogbuilderpro.net slash insert post here. And that's what we need to make sure. The last part of that is called the slug. Okay. We need to make sure that that is as short and succinct as possible. And there's a number of reasons why this needs to be uh, the case. Okay. So the first one is that it's just easy to remember. It's easy for your your listeners, it's easy for your readers, it's easier for your viewers, whatever you know medium you happen to be using. It's just easy for everyone to remember what your URL is for them to get to it. And using short URLs makes this a lot, a lot easier. 
Another reason why you want to use short URLs is obviously it helps SEO. Um, you give you don't want to give Google so much information that it kind of blows its mind, right? But when you use short URLs and you kind of make it nice and uh, to the point that that slug at the end of your URL, you help give Google some nice uh, succinct succinctness, you know, to see what's going on and say, hey, this article is probably about this. And then they can use other reference points, other um, meta information to figure out what the full article is about. So just for an example, let's uh, if we have a website, uh, blogbuilderpro.net slash how to make a cup of coffee while I am driving. You know, that's probably would be a pretty long URL that you would want to use. So what you will want to do is shorten that as much as possible. I will probably take out some of the indefinite articles such as and and fee and, uh, and a and things of that nature just for the effect of getting it as short as possible. So instead of saying uh, the one that we just said, blogbuilderpro.net slash how to make a cup of coffee, while driving, you can shorten that to uh, how to make coffee while driving. You know, something nice and short that can really get the point across without losing some of the distinctness of the URL itself. Okay. Now, let's go ahead to the next part of why having a short URL is so important. And that is it further confirms what the reader wants. Okay, so when you are in Google, when you're looking at the SERPs or the search engine results page, you can see the title of the articles, but a lot of instances as well, you can see the URL of your article. And a lot of the times, those URLs are really, really ugly, okay? They can be your website name.com slash and it can be a whole bunch of letters, a whole bunch of numbers. Maybe it includes dates or something like that. And it just doesn't look good. And it doesn't help your CTR or your click-through rate. However, when you use the method that I'm telling you about here by using short URLs, then it makes it very easy for uh, someone who is looking at the search engine results. They can see the title. Oh, this is relevant. They'll take a look at the URL and say, oh, this is further relevant because they're still using the intended keyword or something like that within the URL, which means they are more likely to click your article and read it. Okay, so you can see here how using a short URL has far reaching effects. And it's something that's really overlooked most of the time, especially when a blog is brand new. Um, there are some blogs where you have to go in and change the setting within WordPress, because if you don't, you can do stuff like including the dates in your URLs, which is a no-no, because that immediately dates your articles and it, it prevents you from updating it in the future. And then sometimes they'll just include post number one or post number three, and it just looks weird. It doesn't say what the article is about, and it's, it's wasted space. It, that's essentially what it is. It's wasted space. But if you take control of it, change the slug or the end part of the URL to the blog article, and then you go in and change it to something that's nice and short that includes your keyword, but is in its shortest possible form, then that is going to help your SEO immensely. So go ahead. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, SEO tips seven 
and eight. I went ahead and combined these because they're actually very, very close. And that is to use at least one internal link within your article and one external link within your article. Okay, so one internal link and one external link. Now, what is an internal link? What is an external link? An internal link in your article would just be a link that leads to another article within your site. So people are not leaving your website in order to do anything. They're just staying on the site, jumping around from article to article. You might remember from a couple of episodes previously, uh, episode five, I believe it was, where we talked about how you can increase your blog sales or your blog income with a sales funnel. Part of the whole reason that you do that is so that you can keep people on your site as long as possible by including internal links. So that's what you wanna do, number one. The second part of this SEO tip is to include an external link. Now, the external link obviously does the opposite. It sends people away from your website. That can sound counterintuitive, I get it. Why would we want people to go away from our websites? But that's what we're gonna get in in just a moment. So first of all, let's jump into internal linking. Why do we want to do that? Number one, it's great for SEO. It is immense for SEO and for the following reasons. Number one, it shows Google that your website is important or your, excuse me, your website page is important. When Google is looking at your website, they might see a hundred individual pages. But if you have a lot of those pages pointing to one page, you let Google know that this is an important page. Each one of those web pages that are on the internet has a little bit of what you might call link juice, okay? It's a very weird term, a colloquial term that they use for that, but that's basically what it is. Each page has a little bit of link juice. Anytime you link one of your pages to another page, you can pass some of that, that power, that authority, that link juice to another page. So if you if you had 100 pages and you had 50 of them all pointing to one page, a lot of that link juice is being sent to that one individual page, which in turn tells Google that that is an important page, which can then help your SEO. It's also the focal point project basis. All right. We touched on a little bit earlier where we said that you can go check out episode five where we talk about your blog sales funnel. But the whole point of creating the focal point project within your blog is to have one or two or three main reviews on your site that's going to be your money pages and then you create articles around it that all point to that review post those internal links are greatly going to help your seo another reason why you would want to do some internal linking is that it helps uh, your time the time spent on page um, this is huge because when people are finding your articles within google and they click on your website because they think it can answer their question and then they read and then they keep reading and then they click an internal link and now they're kind of in your ikea store okay where they're just kind of stuck in the maze that is great uh, for SEO. It shows Google that, yo, this is a great site that people are enjoying and we're going to send more people to it. Okay. So internal linking, very, very huge. It's, it's a great way to improve your SEO if you're not doing it. So please, please go out there and start doing some internal linking on your website.
The next part is external linking. Okay, this is the one where we're sending people off of our website. So why in the world would we want to do this? Well, number one, it shows authority. Authority is a big thing online, especially when it comes to Google, because Google has really no idea who to trust and who not to trust. So how does it determine whether or not it can trust your site or not? By looking to see who vouches for your website. If a random person is running around on uh, the street and they scream out, you know, coffee is black. Okay, that's a statement, but is it true or not? Well, we don't know. But if it's being backed up by the New York Times, oh, that okay, I trust the New York Times, which means that this person might be telling the truth. And that's what external linking does, okay? It helps to build authority. One of the places that I always like to link out to is Wikipedia. Wikipedia is one of the one of the biggest websites on the internet and it has a lot of authority, okay? I remember coming up in high school and college, they used to always say, no, you can't use Wikipedia as a source. Well, I'm giving you permission. Use Wikipedia as a source. Okay. It's fairly accurate. It can be changed, but typically it gets fixed when someone finds that something is, is incorrect or wrong. But if you can just link out to an authoritative resource like Wikipedia, it can help elevate your site because now it tr uh, Google trusts Wikipedia and now Google's going to trust your site a little bit more because you linked out to that resource. External linking also helps with backlinking opportunities. Now, you don't have to always link out to Wikipedia. You can link out to other types of resources as well to help solidify and back up whatever argument you're trying to make within your blog. One thing I like to always keep in mind, anytime you make some type of claim or you make some type of interesting statement, you can verify that statement by linking out to somebody who verifies what it is that you're saying. This is helpful in a few ways, one of which is the opportunity that you have to get backlinks in the future. Now, any blogger who has been around for a while and has a nice aged website will tell you, after a while, you start getting emails from all types of random people wanting you to link to their resources rather than the resources that you currently link to in the article. And sometimes those places that you link to those links can die over time, meaning that the website, maybe the website owner doesn't want to continue with the site and the link just dies. The site doesn't exist anymore, yet your website is still linking to it. You know, that necessarily doesn't affect your SEO, but it does affect user experience, which indirectly affects SEO. So people are going to reach out to you and ask you to change your website up just so that you can link to their newer resources because your site has authority and they're trying to get some of that link juice. Okay. So another cool thing about building uh, external linking within your site is that it helps to connect your website with the rest of the internet. Okay. You don't want to be this lone internet, you know, website that's all by itself in the corner. You want to connect. You want to, to thrive by connecting yourself with other viable resources that you trust and making sure that everything comes together. And now you have a site that's constantly talking to people. People are constantly talking to you and you become just a hub. Okay. 
that's what you want your website to become. So when you're on your website, uh, again, when it comes to external linking, link to facts, thing, link to numbers, you know, whatever it happens to be to support your argument. So that is SEO tips six, seven, and eight. So before we jump into the last two SEO tips, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest websites hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99 9.95% uptime guarantees. WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a Faster website means higher profits. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step -step guide called the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts, and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand step-by-step -step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code podcast. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code podcast for your exclusive 10% discount. So we are back from break and we're going to jump right into our featured review of the week from Zone 1906. Here's what Zone 1906 had to say. The title is Really Great Backstory and Valuable Content. 
and the and the review says Chris Miles has a great backstory. This podcast does a few key things right off. It validates Chris as the expert and the authority by allowing him to remove the barriers and roadblocks to success in blogging and income. Get on this podcast train early. Excellent work. So thanks so much, Zone1906, for that beautiful review. You can check it out over on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already and you want to be featured uh, on the next podcast, be sure to go leave a review over at on Apple Podcasts uh, and just let us know what you think about the podcast, what you've been enjoying about it, maybe even what we can improve on it as well. I do not mind a little um constructive criticism. All right. So now our question of the day is presented by Active Campaign. Active Campaign is the uh, autoresponder that we use to stay in contact with uh, our audience, you know, to make sure that they are getting everything that they need so that they can become successful bloggers and entrepreneurs as well. If you want to go check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial over at Benji'sDad.com slash active campaign. That's Benji'sDad.com slash active campaign. So the question of the day is how to simplify SEO to rank your articles faster. Okay, so so far in tips six through 10 of these easy SEO blogging tips, use short URLs was the one we talked about earlier, as well as using one, at least one internal link and one external link. So now let's jump into using relevant images and videos. That's our next one. Within your articles, you want to make sure that you include some type of media. Okay, whether it's images or videos or even audio, you know, it has to be something that is relevant to the information that you're talking about in the blog post. It can't just be random. In fact, this is kind of a a, a pet peeve of mine is when bloggers use videos and images that have nothing to do with what it is they're writing about. That's not helpful, okay? It's not. And when you are assessing the competition on Google, that is one great way that you can see that an article is not a good article. If the images have nothing to do with the with what the blog is talking about, it's a waste. It's useless, okay? So make sure that the other types of media, multimedia that you include in your blog post is relevant to the article. Okay, so some of the greatest places to find images with your articles is places like Pexels or Morg Files and Pixabay. These are some places where you can find some nice royalty free images that you can include on your website and you don't have to worry about somebody coming after you later saying, hey, you use my copyrighted images or something like that. But there's always a but. (laughs) When it comes to using those images, everybody uses those websites. So if you want to find a further way to separate yourself from the pack and stand out, then I highly recommend to use your own images. Okay, it is not very difficult to take out your cell phone and take a couple of snapshots of what it is that you're doing while you're writing the blog post. Okay, so just for an example, if I'm writing a blog post on how to make a cup of coffee, I'm going to take a picture of each one of the steps while I'm making the cup of coffee. This is why it's helpful to be involved and and doing the 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 niche that you're actually in. That way 
you can have a different kind of perspective versus somebody who's just writing it for the money. Okay. Even though money is one of our goals, when you are actually in the trenches with your readers, a different kind of connection is made. In fact, I have read some studies that said that unique images on a blog post tend to help your articles rank better because Google can tell when an image looks exactly the same on 50 different blog posts or 100 different blog posts. But if yours looks slightly different, something is unique about it, you know, someone can land on your website, see the unique imagery and and just kind of fall into your trap of being on your website and continuing to read your articles. So we just talked about images. Let's talk a little bit about video. So where can we find video for our blog posts? YouTube, obviously YouTube. YouTube is probably the best place to find any type of video for your blog posts. So a couple of tips when you're looking for good videos to include in your blog posts is number one, again, it has to be relevant. It has to be helpful for the reader in some way. It's a great tool for SEO because it keeps people on your site longer if you embed and watch the video. Um, make sure that you embed the video as well. Uh, don't just uh, link out to the video. If it's something that you want your readers to be able to look at while they're on your blog post, embed it. There's a little, uh, little uh, share button that's right underneath your YouTube videos. You can click it and one of the options says embed. Get that little short link and drop that into your, into your WordPress or Thrive Themes or whatever you happen to be using to build out your blog posts. And it should automatically create a little video right there embedded on your site. You don't usually need any type of permission to, to use someone else's video from YouTube onto your site because that actually helps the SEO of the video itself by being embedded somewhere else on the internet, okay? Another principle that I want you to remember when choosing videos for your YouTube channel, oh, sorry, for your blog, is to make sure that the video's clear, that the video's easy to listen to, and that it actually proves your point. Okay, those are just a few of the things you want to keep in mind while you are looking for relevant video to include onto your blog post. Now, there is one thing you, you need to be careful with when you start to include videos onto your blog posts. And that's because most videos that are on YouTube, those creators of those videos, they have their own agendas. They have their own reasons for wanting to create that video to try to get some free traffic to whatever they're promoting or whatever they want you to go look at. So if you had a guitar website and you wanted to show someone different types of chords and you found a video that showed those chords, wonderful. But then at the end of the video, the person who created that video might say, now go check out my website and go look at my articles and go look at my courses that I have so that you can continue to learn guitar. You see where there's a disconnect there? Because now you've created the blog post, you've included their video on it, and now you're telling those people to go somewhere else. Well, that's what point number 10, uh, SEO tip number 10 is going to help us to, uh, to get around that. And that is creating your own videos or podcasts. Now, this one is a little scary. I know this is a blogging podcast, yet we're talking about creating videos 
and creating podcasts. But remember, the name of this blog of the name of this podcast is the Blogger Evolution Podcast, right? We are showing you that blogging isn't dead, it is evolving. There are certain things that will help your SEO to the point to where you can start getting traffic faster and you can start getting more higher quality traffic literally within a blink of an eye if you're using the right tools that are being used right now here today. And one of those ways to do that is by creating your own content outside of just blogging. Creating your own videos, number one, it skyrockets your SEO. It really, really does. Because now, instead of having videos on your blog post that not just uh, sends people off of your website, it keeps people on your website. It keeps uh, people learning more on how to trust you and how to lean on you to help them in your particular space. Okay, You get to also talk to a portion of your audience that doesn't like to read. So you kind of open yourself up to a whole new group of people who are not just interested in uh, uh, reading because they want to go ahead and consume your content, whether it's through videos or through podcasts. I stumbled upon this little trick of creating videos for my blog posts by accident, really. Um, I came across the same problem that we were just experiencing. Uh, I was creating a nice blog, I was getting traffic, I was getting uh, income from it as well, but it was still kind of slow. It was in a pretty competitive niche and I needed something to uh, skyrocket me. You know, I needed something to, to give me an edge. And when I would include videos onto my blog post, again, just like we mentioned earlier, it was sending people to other stuff that I didn't want my readers to go to. So I just started creating some very, very simple videos. I mean, I remember just hitting the screen record software. I used to use Screencast-O-Matic. It's free, you know, or if you want to go ahead and pay for it, I believe it's only like $9. It's very, very cheap. Screencast-O-Matic. But I would turn on my Screencast-O-Matic and I would just show my blog post and I would basically read the blog post. You know, it, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything like stupendous. I wasn't even showing my face at the time. You know, I was just, you know, the little voice that was in the back using my Apple headphones that was just kind of summarizing the article that I was scrolling through on the screen. And then at the end of it, I had a simple call to action saying to go join my email list or, you know, or something like that. And boom, that was the video. And then what I started noticing was that those videos were getting traction faster than the blog posts were. The blog post eventually got traction over the course of a few weeks. But sometimes the videos would get hundreds or maybe even a couple of thousand views within a few days. So that was huge for me to realize that video is powerful, even if you're just reading the video on your uh, just just reading the blog post on your videos. So I, I encourage you to just give it a try. It is by no means required. I have built plenty of blogs even today that did not include one video, that did not include any type of uh, YouTube channel or anything like that, and they were successful. If you pick the right niche, if you pick the, have the right keyword research, you're going to be fine. But if you want to skyrocket it, if you want to get to the next level, 
then definitely learn to get better at creating videos. And really, it doesn't even have to be videos. It could be any type of multimedia outside of just a written word because podcasts work as well. Other forms of media help to connect your audience uh, to you faster, meaning it helps build trust faster. It helps people to see that you are what they want to aspire to. And by doing that, you can recommend them products, you can create your own products, and you can sell it to them and make a good income. Another benefit of creating your own videos or on podcasts or whatever is that if you stick with it long enough, it can actually become another traffic source for your blog. Again, this happened to me. Creating the videos started getting traction a lot faster than the blog posts were. But then I wasn't just getting Google SEO traffic. I started getting YouTube traffic to my blog as well, which increased sales, which increased trust, which increased my income. So definitely consider it. Okay. Even if you don't want to show your face, I get it. That's just one of those things that a lot of people have a hard time getting over. But you can have a faceless video. You can do a podcast. Just do something. If you want to pour a little gasoline on that fire that you got going, it really helps. Uh, One thing that I do recommend, however, is to get your blog to the point to where you have already completed around 30 to 50 articles and have the wheels moving on your blog. If you try to do the blog and then you're creating videos and then you're creating podcasts and then you're doing this, you end up getting shiny object syndrome and you end up having three or four half done projects. That's not what we want. So concentrate one thing at a time, concentrate on the blog, build that foundation, learn how to build those landing pages so that when you do get to the point to where you're creating videos, to where you're creating podcasts, you have somewhere to send that audience. Okay, so those are the 10 tips, all right? So just to recap, the last five tips, um, actually, let's go ahead and recap the, the last 10, okay? So number one was proper keyword research. Number two was keep uh, make sure that you include your keyword in the title. Number three, your keyword in your meta description. Make sure you include it there as well. Number four, include the keyword in the first 100 words of the article and then naturally throughout the rest of the article. And then number five, ask for engagement and comments. And then the ones that we've covered in this episode, number six, use short URLs. Seven and eight, use internal linking and use external linking. Number nine, use relevant images and videos in your blog posts. And then finally, number 10, creating your own videos and podcasts to help supplement your traffic and income on your blog. Now, remember, uh, tips one through five are in episode seven. So if you haven't listened to the episode, I highly suggest going back, giving it a listen just so that you can get a nice full understanding of those first five SEO tips. 
So those are all of the tips. And if you use those tips, if you use this, another word for this is on-page SEO. If you use these on-page SEO tips, you are uh, so far ahead of around 90% of the other um, websites on the internet. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like 90% of them don't know how to do those 10 things that we just talked about. And these things will get your articles ranked and then they will stay there for a long time. Okay, follow these tips, write them down. If you want to check them out in the full course, blogbuilderpro.net, use promo code podcast for a 10% discount. So this episode has really been jam-packed with free information to, to get your articles ranked on Google fast. So if you enjoyed this at all, please take a screenshot of the podcast episode that you're listening to right now, post it on Instagram, uh, post it in your Instagram stories, in fact, and tag me, Benji's Dad Official, okay, so that I can see that you're listening. And then sharing it on your stories will also help others find this podcast so that they can learn to generate a passive income online and help them to win at this game of SEO that we're all playing. When you share it on Instagram, I want to share it on my stories as well. Okay. That way I can get you more exposure for your business as well. So as you can see, it's a win-win. Okay. So check me out at Benji's dad official. So thanks so much for listening again. Please be sure to tune into episode seven of the podcast to get the SEO tips one through five so that you can start getting traffic to your website as fast as possible. So that's it for me. Keep building, keep growing, and I'll see you later. Peace.